Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the fucking Hosier Show here on Jack Wagon Sports. Uh, one of our favorite shows of the week to do. Uh, we're sending you guys up for the playoffs. We are 21 days away uh, from the last day of the NHL regular season. Um, a lot of crazy games throughout this week already. Um, we recap all those for you. Uh, as always, we'll go over the point standings. Uh, and with all the teams that are either in the playoffs already or uh, you know on the verge of making the playoffs or in the playoff hunt, we're going to go through and we're going to give you guys uh, one player from each team uh, that we think is, is going to be a breakout player um, that's not really a star player. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, you got Crosby and, and Gensel. Um, Florida, you have uh, Huberto um, and so many other great players. Uh, we're not going to list everybody's best player. We're going to list somebody um, maybe a little bit further down in points, maybe, you know, just kind of waiting in the wings that want, come playoff time uh, is, we think, is going to have a standout, uh, standout playoffs. Um, but with that being said, let's jump right into the results uh, from Monday night. Nick, take it away, buddy. Yes, sir. So uh, a pretty interesting night on Monday night. Nothing too crazy, though. Uh, we had... Uh, I mean, this first game was a little wild. I mean, not how I thought we saw it going, but uh, we had Toronto at Tampa Bay, and Toronto whooped up on Tampa Bay, um, which I, I, Toronto right now is crazy. But uh, that, the final score of that game was 6-2. to two. We'll get to them being crazy here in a second. Um, and the second game that we had on Monday night uh, with playoff implications, or at least two playoff teams, uh, was Calgary beating the Los Angeles Kings in Los Angeles 3-2. to two. Uh, Definitely a close game, a lot closer than Calgary would have wanted. Um, but the Kings do play a pretty tough defense, especially in the neutral zone, so it's understandable. Um, but why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, about wh why I said Toronto uh, and their craziness uh, there and what happened to them on Tuesday. Yeah, um, so Toronto hosted Florida. Um, they were down... I believe it was I don't remember what the score was. I think it was 6 Should have been 6 to 2. Yeah, 6 2. Um 6 2 because it was 4. -3. And Florida came storming back, tied the game and then I believe it was an overtime they won. Um this is now I think the second game in a row that, that they did. No, so they were split. It was the second game in four nights and okay. it was th a three game stretch in four nights and two out of those games they came back from four yeah. point deficits. The other and one was they the, are... the Devils game uh last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're the only team to have multiple four-point comebacks in a season, and they did it within three nights or four nights. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a crazy stat there. Um, Toronto being Toronto. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> also had Colorado and Pittsburgh playing. Um, Pittsburgh going through the, one of the roughest stretches of their season right now. It's it's fucking embarrassing to watch. Um, Not the time for that. No. Uh, like, you know, so I understand, like, we are playing some of the hardest teams in the league right now. Like, Colorado... Rangers, all that, but yeah, I don't, it's it's tough to watch some nights. Uh, Colorado gets a six four victory in Pittsburgh, uh, and Minnesota, uh, who was on a bit of a hot streak, uh, kind of stubbed uh, on Tuesday night. Nashville whoops up on them six to two at home. I imagine that was because we bet on them that night. But probably, yeah, probably. Sorry, Minnesota fans, but nonetheless, uh, on Wednesday, uh, first up we had. Tampa Bay at Washington. Tampa Bay would end up dropping this game 3-4. to four. Um, Washington, you know, they're one of those teams when they're home, 
um, you know, that home crowd gets behind them and they can do some pretty crazy things. But when they're on the road, they're not a team that looks like they should be in the playoffs. So if they could play the full seven game series at home, they might win <laughs> at least one series. But unfortunately, that's not how the playoffs work. Um, and the last game on Wednesday night, we had Vancouver whooping up on Vegas in Vegas five to one. Um, again, we bet on that game. So shocker that it went weird. But yeah, that's the way she uh, goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on Thursday night, last night, uh, again, Pittsburgh just looked embarrassing, uh, losing 3 nothing at home. Uh, Toronto with a big win in Dallas, uh, 4-3 overtime win. Again, it's because we've been on Dallas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Edmonton gets a 3-2 win over the Kings. Uh, huge for them and their playoff standings. I just wanted to say, not to rub it in or make you feel even more depressed about it than you already were, but to give you an idea of how bad Pittsburgh's stretch of this season is, y'all had Shesterkin waving goodbye, and I, man, I don't know. Imagine getting shut out by a goalie that wave goalie waves you goodbye because they've been fucking bending you over the last what two weeks. I think you guys have played three times. Yeah. Um... So. Hopefully, I mean, I mean one, we deserve it, but two, I mean, yeah, you still have to play us in the playoffs, so it's just yeah, relax. Once you kick, if you kick our ass in the playoffs, okay, you can do whatever the fuck you want. All right, you entered at yeah, that point, we'll but it's we'll it's, it's the regular game. season, buddy. Okay, let's just. I hate <laughs> when players do that. One, all right, and uh, next we will move on, as we said, to the point standings, uh, and our players to watch going into the playoffs. Uh, I'll go first, as always, because I'm more important. Uh, we'll go, go over the East here. Uh, Florida leading the way. They have 104 points. Uh, kind of closing the gap there on Colorado a little bit more. Uh, something to watch out for in regards to the President's Cup. Uh, but my player to watch for them uh, is Patrick Hornquist. Uh, I believe he's the guy that's made for the playoffs. He was on the Penguins when they made both of their back-to-back Stanley Cup runs. Um, and... Every time we get we got there, he would always come up with a big play, uh, you know, a timely goal, timely stop, turnover, whatever. Um, he he was that guy that we could always depend on. I think it's gonna be more of the same with Florida. Uh, he he doesn't put up a lot of points, doesn't put up a lot of goals, um, but he's just a really big role player, uh, and I expect that to to continue when he's with Florida. Um, moving on, we have Carolina sitting at a hundred points. Uh, I'm picking new acquisition Max Domi. Um, you know, I I think he he's getting to the point now where he's gelling with his teammates. Uh, he's kind of got everything figured out uh, going forward, and I I think that he's finally going to blossom into the the superstar potential player that everybody had him so hyped up to be when he first came into the league uh, in his first few years on uh, Montreal. Um, so I I think that this is going to be the year um, that that he gets to finally show his potential, and we'll have to see. Uh, next we have the Rangers sitting at 90 points, or excuse me, 98 points. Um, I'm going with Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, he struggled for much of his sophomore year. Um, I mean, that's not an uncommon thing, the sophomore slump. Um, but I think come playoff time, he's going to show why the organization picked him where they did last year, uh, and, and really, you know, show that superstar that he is, I think he's destined to be. I think he's going to be a great player for that organization. Uh, he had a great rookie year. Again, just struggling a little bit here and there this year. Um, but I, I think come playoffs, he, he raced that ship, and he's on the way. 
uh, Toronto. I don't want to talk down on your pick because I, I think that you could be right about that one. I just don't like that man. I don't know something about the way he looks. I don't like it. I just want to put that out there. You probably just don't like him because he hasn't passed you the puck in NHL. Well, yeah. <laughs> there's that, and and I'm pretty sure he scored a goal when he played uh, uh, against Seattle, so that might be part of it too. Uh, speaking of Seattle, moving on to Toronto at 98 points. Uh, Nick, I made this one for you. Uh, I'm going to pick Mark Giordano as the, the player to watch uh, on Toronto. Um, granted, he is 38 years old, um, but he's a veteran who wants a Stanley Cup. Um, and I think getting into the playoffs here, he's he's going to be somebody that the younger guys can lean on. Uh, as, um, you know, Somebody to point them in the right direction, help lead them uh, in when needed, I think that he can just go out there and, you know, really put an emphasis in, in some of the games and push Toronto further. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and just score six goals in a game. Um, but, you know, he, he can push the team. He knows how to get the most out of his teammates. Um, and I, I think that's what he's going to do here in the playoffs. So that's who I'm picking to watch for Toronto. Uh, Boston is up out of the wild card, like I called it. Um, Bad news for Toronto, though, but we'll have to see here. Uh, they have 93 points. Uh, I'm going to pick Jake DeBrusque um, to be the breakout player for the Bruins in the playoffs. Uh, he's currently eighth on the team in points, and he has 21 goals. So, again, not super flashy stats, um, but come playoff time, teams really hone in on those star players. So, like Marchand, uh, Bergeron, Pasternak, uh, Hall. I, I really think that um, – not that they're going to get shut down um, – but I think with more pressure going on them, they're going to need to look to other guys to pass the buck to and to, to help carry that weight. And that's exactly what I think DeBrusque is, is going to be able to do for them. Uh, so, yeah, that's my pick for the Bruins. Going to fucking Pittsburgh. Uh, 92 <laughs> points. Um, if we keep fucking around like this, Washington's going to catch our ass. We play them on Saturday. Um, so I'm really hoping we can get our shit together against them at least. Do you imagine, what were you, like the third seed like two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, we no, we were the third seed. We were yeah, we were the third seed fighting for the for the second seed, uh, with uh, well the first in the Metropolitan we were fighting for first, um, yeah, it's it's been rough, uh, <laughs> yeah. So Jeff Carter has really been a silent leader, and that's why I wanted to pick here. But I feel like it's an obvious name. Um, he's done a really good job all year of getting us a, a big goal when we needed it or a big hit, whatever. Um, but the guy who's really been our not our like a leader, um, but a guy that we could depend on every time we're in the playoffs, and that's Brian Rust. Um, seems like year in year out, he always comes up with a really big goal. I mean, I remember, I believe it was sixteen. We were playing the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, we were struggling against Vasilevsky, and out of nowhere, Rust just got a huge breakaway, goes down and buries the puck, and then from then on, it was, it was on. Um, so yeah, I. I, I I love Brian Rust. He's due a big paycheck from the from the Penguins, and he needs it. Um, and I think he goes I love out. His name too. Yeah. Um, and I think he goes out there and he shows again in the playoffs why he deserves a, a big contract from them. Uh, to our two wildcard teams in the Eastern Conference, uh, we have the Lightning at ninety three points. Uh, I'm going with Corey Perry, uh, another really old veteran. I don't want thirty six, uh, but in hockey years, that's that's pretty old. Um, <laughs> Tampa's a lot of time being out there getting slammed into boards. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tampa is is loaded with talent, uh, and much of that same team has won back to back cups. Uh, so I tried to pick somebody who wasn't, you know, a, a star player the past few years in the playoffs. Um, 
So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Perry here. He's actually uh, pretty high up there on the on the team points. I forget exactly where he ranks, uh, but he's having a really solid season. Uh, and it's just whenever you get the playoffs, it really helps when you have experienced depth guys that you can lean on, um, you know, to to help push, especially younger players, but just all around the team. That's who everybody's gonna look up to. Uh, so that's why I'm picking Corey Perry. And lastly, we have Washington, as mentioned, with 86 points. Uh, I'm going with Connor Sh- I, I always say, so, I don't know if, I think I told you this before. Uh, when he was a rookie, he was on the Penguins. And mm-hmm. we always called him Connor Sherry, because that's literally what his name looks like. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. And then finally, like, he, he gave an interview, like, a year after. He's like, yeah, my name is actually Sherry, or something like that. <laughs> um and so, well, every, well, and then as soon as he did that, he started sucking for us. So everybody like made fun of like, oh, like that's why you suck now because you're making us call you by the right name. Um, right. So Connor Sherry, um, he's had a quietly good year for the Caps. I feel like I haven't heard his name talked a lot. Uh, it seems like anytime any of the shows talk about the Capitals, they're only talking about Ovechkin, uh, which I mean, rightfully so. He's scoring goals left and right. He's climbing up the all-time leader list there. Um, but Sherry has had a really good year for them. Uh, he's fifth on the points and fifth on the team in points. Excuse me. Uh, on the Penguins, he he really shined in our 2016 Cup run. Uh, and if the Capitals are going to make any kind of magic in the playoffs, I think it's going to be because Sherry steps up big time for them. Uh, so that is your East updated standings as well as players to watch going to the playoffs. Nick, why don't you uh, why don't you take it away with the West Coast? Of course. So uh, little. Public service announcement here. I do not know as much as George does as far as anything that's happened in any of the previous seasons of hockey. Uh, so some of these might seem that's obvious, okay. or we some of them you. might sound yeah, some of them might sound dumb. But just based off of what I've seen in my time of watching hockey um, and a little bit of research that I've done, these are the names that I've come up with. Uh, so first up, we have the Colorado Avalanche sitting at 106 points, um, trying to give that President's Cup away. So we'll see how that unfolds here in the next 21 days. If they want to win it, they but, just got to keep playing the fucking Penguins. Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, I picked, uh, I'm going to assume it's Arturi Lekonen. Probably close, probably not exact, but I'll take it. Um, so he has played 58, or played 58 games for Montreal, um, and he has 14 goals, 16 assists, and 30 points on the season. He's currently 12th on Colorado in time on ice uh, with one goal in four games for them. No assists. Um, you know, obviously, he had some production with Montreal. Uh, Colorado traded for him for a reason. I think that once he gets used to playing with his new teammates and his new line mates, I think we'll start to see that production um, ramp up a little bit and be able to get him where Colorado wants him to be. And I think that that extra depth there is going to be a, a driving force, you know, behind that already uh, good offense that, you know, Colorado already has and will be that difference to help push them above the bar uh, in making their Stanley Cup run. Uh, in second, we have the Calgary Flames sitting at 95 points. Uh, my pick for them is going to be Tyler Toffoli, again, somebody that was traded for. Um, he played 37 games for Montreal had 19 goal or has 19 goals 26 assists and 45 points on the season he's currently 14th in time on ice uh, for calgary with 10 goals and nine assists in the 25 games he's played uh, for them and again uh like like an in um you know somebody that the team traded for uh, he's looked really good on 
his line since he got there. Obviously, as more time comes, um, I believe he'll start to look a little better. And they traded for him, again, for that depth, uh, you know, and I think that, again, he's looked really good. I think he's going to continue to look better and better um, as the time goes on and as we get into playoffs. And I think that he's going to be, you know, what helps slip in goals on, you know, team second or third lines or whatever and helps helps their that starting line um, take a little pressure off them and, and, again, lead them hopefully to their Stanley Cup or in their Stanley Cup push. Uh, sitting in third, we have the Minnesota Wild at 91 points. My pick for them is Jonas. I'm going to assume it's Brodeen. Yes, Brodeen. Brodeen. I was going to say, I kind of figured there was a silent or an invisible E there at the end. <laughs> um, he actually leads Minnesota in time on ice, um, but he is eighth in shots and 18th in goals for the team. Um, he has 103 shots and only four goals. Now, obviously, um, you know, not everybody is a sniper and can just put the puck in the back of the net every time they want it, but. I think with his volume of shots, um, eventually either A, more are going to start going in, or B, you know, teammates are going to be able to catch rebounds or just getting the puck, you know, towards the net. Obviously, people talk about every game is so important. Um, And while his don't necessarily go in all the time, uh, he's at least putting them there. Um, Not one of the highest in shots, obviously, but like I said, I think that's somebody that with the time he spends on the ice um, going into playoffs, I I think if he just keeps doing what he's doing, uh, his teammates are going to start benefiting more from that. And whether it's his goals or his teammates' goals off of his assist, I think that he's going to help drive that Minnesota team um, to, you know, scoring more, and which they already do a pretty good job of, um, and being able to push them, you know, past some of the upper competition that's currently um, going to be in the playoffs. Sitting at fourth, okay, I had to make sure I didn't lose track. Sitting at fourth, uh, we have St. Louis at 90 points. My pick for them is Nick Letty. Uh, he is third in time on ice. Uh, he's played nine games for them, uh, has one goal, four assists, has a total of two goals and 19 assists on the season. He did play 55 games with Detroit. Um, obviously, you know, 55 games and 21 points isn't necessarily great production, um, but I think that he's got a better team around him now that's going to allow him to kind of find his game more. Um, And I think, again, you know, being on the ice is the best way that you can be productive. You're not getting assists. You're not scoring points um, when you're on the bench. So I think that he's somebody that definitely could step up here and, you know, help give St. Louis that extra boost it needs to. um, Because right now, in my opinion, I don't think St. Louis is a first-round exit team. Um, The way I see it, they might, depending on exactly where they fall, but... um, not necessarily looking too good right now, but I think if he can up his production in that time that he spends on the ice, that would definitely go a long way for them. Uh, sitting in fifth, we have the Edmonton Oilers at 89 points. Uh, my pick for them, um, as much as I hate this man because he looks like somebody that I know that I dislike, uh, we have Ed- Evander Kane. Um, he's currently seventh in time on ice for Edmonton. He has 32 games played. 16 goals, 12 assists, um, but he has a plus 16 plus minus. So obviously goals are going in the net when he's on the ice um, and not going in their net when he's not on the ice. Um, So I think if he can up that production, obviously, you know, he's got experience, um, some leadership, and that's what you need. Uh, Obviously Edmonton has some others that can also provide that stuff, but that gives them depth um, and 
you know, kind of like George said with Giordano, uh, having somebody, especially on those lines that, you know, might have some of the younger players or less skilled players, having somebody with that veteran knowledge and leadership. Um, and he has the ability to produce more. So I think coming playoff, coming close to playoff time, um, if they get a push to make them better than what they currently are, it is going to be from Kane. And in the last uh, playoff spot before the wild cards, we have the Los Angeles Kings at 86 points. Um, they, sorry, I got sidetracked there. They, um, I did it again. <laughs> My pick for them is Alex LaFalo. Uh, he is currently seventh on the team in time on ice. Uh, he has the second most game played games played, but he only has 15 goals and 19 assists. Um, now he does have a plus four plus minus, um, but obviously that could be a little better. Um, so he's somebody that I think, again, um, you know, has had a, we'll call it a quietly decent season. Um, he's been in a lot of games. He's definitely got, uh, the experience under his belt and come playoff time. It, honestly, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of choice as far as who they need to step up. Um, their first liners get, uh, a lot of or do a lot of good for that team, but I think that he's going to be the one. Um, if if somebody keeps them from falling out of the playoffs, I think it's going to be LaFalo. Uh, up first in the wild card, we have Nashville currently sitting at 86 points. Uh, my pick for them is, I'm assuming it's Mikael Granlund. Probably that last name. Probably Michael Granlund. Is it Michael? Of course it is. I, I assume it's Mikael, and it's fucking Michael. Um, but anyway, his first... Uh, oh, first on... Sorry, I couldn't read my own notes here. First on the team... Or first in time on ice uh, for centers, but he's fifth in goals, uh, ninth on the team overall, and first in assists for centers, second on the team overall. So he likes to get his teammates the puck, um, but he can score also. So I, I think that um, he has the ability to put more pucks in the net. If he can do that, he is definitely going to be a driving force of this Nashville team that I, I think is kind of on. I mean, obviously, they're sitting in the wild card spot, and they're a team where some nights they look great, some nights they look awful. I think if they want to find that consistency more, uh, he's going to need to be and will be a big part of that. And last in the wild card spot, currently, this will probably change, uh, we have Dallas sitting at 84 points. I was a little hesitant to pick the person I picked um, because he is one of those core players that you hear a decent amount about. But as far as the stats go, if you didn't know hockey, you probably wouldn't know that. Um, but I picked Jamie Benn. He's currently got 42 points in 70 games played with 17 goals, 25 assists. Like I said, he's a core player for this team. You do hear about him a lot. Um, and But you know, there's a couple people on this team that kind of take the spotlight away. And I think that he's solid enough um, and has the ability to produce more uh, and definitely has the experience. So I think that he's going to be able to, if Dallas can get past this bottom spot in the wild card and move up a little bit um, and keep themselves in the playoffs and not on the couch come playoff time, he's going to be a big part of it. Uh, and over here in the West, we actually still have people competing for the playoffs. So in the hunt, up first, we have the Vegas Golden Knights sitting at 82 points. My pick uh, is for them is Jack Eichel. Now, he's only played 24 games this year, but he's got 10 goals and 8 assists. Um, 
he's that veteran presence. He hasn't played a lot of games due to injury this year, but he's been back. He's looked good. Um, he had two goals the other night against Seattle. I think that, you know, if he starts to pick up, get a little more time on ice um, and start being more productive, he knows what he's doing. He's got very good IQ. Um, he puts himself at the right place at the right time. And I think he's going to start finding the back of the net with a lot of pucks. Uh, in the second in the hunt spot, we have the Vancouver Canucks after finally jumping Winnipeg. Uh, my pick for them is Brock Bozer. Uh, he's got 19 goals and 19 assists. He's sixth in time on ice. Um, now, he has the same productivity as some wingers that have less time on ice than him. Um, but none. So I could have probably maybe picked one of them, but I picked him because he does have uh, almost two minutes more time on ice per game. Uh, than those other wingers I was talking about. Um, and he has the ability to produce. Um, you know, I've watched him play a little bit. I definitely think that he has what it takes to be able to give this team some extra depth and that little extra push um, that's going to be needed to fight their way back into the playoffs uh, if they do that. And last but not least, we have Winnipeg sitting at 76 points. I just pronounced or just practiced pronouncing this name with George before the show, but I'm about to mess it up again. Uh, my pick is Pierre-Luc Dubois. Very good. Did I get that right? Very yes. good. Yes. Um, and uh, he is, has been getting more time on ice since Cop was traded. Um, he leads the team in penalty minutes, though. But he does have 25 goals and 26 assists for 51 points. Um, and obviously, you know, you lead the team in penalty minutes but you still got 51 points on the season if he spends more time out of the penalty box than he does in um you know his productivity is obviously going to be able to go up he has the ability to do it again if he can stay out of the penalty box i think that uh he gives winnipeg that extra push they need to make it back into that playoff conversation if they get back there that's a lot of talking that, that was that was tough to listen to at some <laughs> points there I bet. <laughs> um, I see, I like I short shorten my notes, and I don't know why I do it because it makes me struggle to read it. <laughs> but that is uh, that's finally the the West is done now. Uh, but yeah, uh, like we said, twenty one days left in the regular season. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're coming down to the end of it here. Uh, very excited. Um, listen, I just hope the Penguins at least look respectable in the playoffs. That's that's my only wish at this point. <laughs> Just don't uh, get swept in the first round. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> don't let this fucker wave goodbye to us again. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> nonetheless, uh, so that will do it for this week's episode. Uh, well, this episode, I guess. Um, we'll be back on Monday uh, with another episode, um, as well as another episode of the Bunker Boys, our golf show. Uh, so please feel free to check that out. Um, go enjoy some hockey this weekend. we got a lot of great games coming up. Uh, like I said, we got the Penguins Capitals uh, tomorrow afternoon. Um, and as always, the Masters run. Uh, Nick got into the Masters. He's currently watching that. Um, but nonetheless, uh, go check out our, our socials, our TikTok, our Twitter. Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff on there. Nick is doing uh, daily bets. Uh, I'm in charge of the hockey bets. Uh, it's going okay. I would say it's okay. Um, yeah. Nick has the NBA and Slade has MLB. And 
yeah, we're we're doing I need a, football to start back up yeah, because I are, know a lot more about the NFL than I do the NBA. <laughs> are we are we still positive or do we go negative after last night? I I think after last night we might have went. I believe we went negative. Yeah, because okay. that was that was not a good show. Yeah, it was. Uh, we had some close ones, but yeah, I'm I'm happy at least <laughs> that I got that uh that, that seventy five dollars from that, that that other betting app that I can use now. Um, yeah, we definitely we're not dumb when we're betting. Like, if you knew the side bets that we put on that we didn't put on social media, we usually hit most of those. But yeah. I, I, all, all I'm saying is, whatever whatever we put on social media, just run the fade and you're fine. Yeah, yeah, just pick the opposite. You'll be good. You'll yeah. be good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, that is our show. Uh, YouTube uh, should be coming out tomorrow or Sunday. Uh, we will post all about that uh, when it's up on our Twitter and Instagram. So please go check that out when it's ready. Uh, other than that, I think it's all we got. Um, you got anything? No, I believe that's it. All right. Well, everybody, have a great weekend. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, yeah, that's it. Goodbye. Okay, see ya.